Since 1973, the art of engraving brings to life the artistry that Montana silversmiths is known for and is fueled by a passion for the Western lifestyle. Montana silversmiths' buckles and jewelry are more than accessories. They are stories, stories of moments and memories shared through the giving, receiving, and earning of Montana silversmiths' buckles and jewelry. Celebrate what matters with Montana silversmiths. This, along with every episode of According to Flint, brought to you by Pendleton Whiskey. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, a whiskey that captures that unique spirit in every bottle. A whiskey made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water. A whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That is Pendleton Whiskey, and that's true Western tradition. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Well, welcome to episode number 73 of According to Flint, the podcast. Coming to you from beautiful Livingston, Montana. And the producer of the Livingston PBR, how many years? 13. 13 years. Is that including the Bozeman year? The Bozeman year? 13 here. Three in Bozeman. It was that many. No, it's, 13 here, four in Bozeman. It's that many here. We're old. We're old. Anyway, Freestone Productions, Bullstock Media, for 27 years, the official photographer of the professional bull riders and event producer, fly fisherman extraordinaire, started his career with me. All of the above, Mr. Andy Watson, JC's husband. Uh, we Before we started recording, we said, we're in such a... A great spot. We take for granted sometimes living in Montana when we have days yeah, like this. For sure. They're testing microphones in the background. We could get hit by a water truck, a bull truck. We don't know. It's a good spot. Golf ball. Golf ball. Yes. Uh, by the way, Livingston Country Club? Livingston Country Club. The golf course right behind yeah. us and then the Yellowstone River. Pretty good spot here. Isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, this this place, this town is, is cool, nestled in, right, surrounded by the Yellowstone River. Livingston Peak in the background, sunsets here every night during the show. It's mm. so cool. And we're going to escape without a thunderstorm, I think. It looks, think, it, I think. You can't say that out loud. No, um, I will not. It's amazing. Like, the weather forecast is amazing. It's supposed to blow five miles an hour today, and by the time the show starts, it says two. By the way, Andy Watson, also part-time meteorologist <laughs> through the years, you like the greatest weather guy ever. You have to be. And as we, I should say, we are in Livingston as we record. As this episode is released, drops, as they say. Drops. In, in the, the biz. biz. Uh, it is the first day of Big Sky Montana. Uh, I think big the Big Sky PBR that starts, as if you're watching this on day one, Starts tonight through the weekend, three days. It's a little bit become famous, kind of legendary. There's employees of the PBR. I want to come to Big Sky. Yeah. Uh, riders, you have more than enough riders. It's take. It's become this beast of an event. It started out so cool in a little patch that JC and I went up in my little red tractor and knocked sagebrush down and moved rocks and brought in, you know, limited bleachers, yeah. portable bleachers, um, we sold it out. There wasn't enough seats. We could have sold anything out in that arena. But one night. Little seats. We had one night. One night. Just on a whim. It was crazy expensive to do. And I thought I'm going to bring the A team in. I brought all of us in. And 
it was incredible, and the crowd went nuts. The town went nuts, and we did two nights, and then we went three nights, and we've never not sold a night of that event out, uh, ever. Uh, so many things have changed in Big Sky, Montana, and it's inevitable. It, it can We could go into a bigger conversation of, well, I, I can right now, it, the summer resort business at Big Sky, Montana, I think in the last just 10 years has really blown up. It used to be a ski, it was a ski area. Right. Isn't it funny how when we were kids and grow, not even kids, but as we grew up, it wasn't popular in America to know about going in the mountains. We knew. Yeah. It, it was yeah. like we had this secret in Montana. They're all at the beach. They're in the cities. Ooh, boy, the mountains are popular now. <laughs> Big Sky has changed. Well, it's the Aspen, the Telluride, the Vale, you know, Tahoe, all of those mountain areas and the ski resorts, and it attracts money. There's money there. They all go vacation. They're like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Let's buy a house. And then they buy a house, and then they buy another house. And it, it's, I don't, I don't know. It just keeps going. And you don't know. I've tried to be really neutral about it. You know, a lot of people call it the Yellowstone effect. The TV show, of course, gets people wanting to see that kind of scenery, which Big Sky is that. Mm-hmm. And I've been pretty uh, pretty neutral about it, but it's it's going. There's there. It was the first time this year driving up to Big Sky that I went, ooh. The Yellowstone effect <laughs> is definitely part of it, but it's been growing I grew up in Jackson, Wyoming. When yes. I, I moved to Jackson, Wyoming in 79, and I remember going to the grocery store in Bozeman, I, or in, in Jackson, and my parents knew half the people there. Mm-hmm. And by the time we, my dad retired and they moved, we didn't, you didn't know anybody. It, uh, it was a little cozy town it, yeah. with some good ski hills and, and pretty mountains, and you had your tourists, but it wasn't packed. Right. And, and then it got to the point where... It's so packed that businesses don't have enough places to put employees, so they lived over the hill in Idaho. Same thing that's happening here. They live in live in Bozeman, live in Belgrade. They take buses up. Um, they're they're pushing out all their employees because they can't afford to live there. And it's the same thing Jackson did. It's 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 cool to see. It's cool for people yeah. to come to Montana and pay all my buddy fly fishing guides and go golfing on the golf course. <laughs> That's right. It, it's, we've asked for it. Our, the community's asked for it with, with the tourism industry, yeah. and, and it's happened. <laughs> it's here. Yeah. Um, I remember you, you talked about the, the inf- infancy stages of the Big Sky PBR, and we did. Yeah, I remember you calling me. Yeah, we're going to do this bull riding at Big Sky. And I'm thinking, by the highway? I had never really been up there since I was young. And get up there, and you did. We You cleared off the sagebrush. And I, the bleachers were so small. Remember the buses? The Whitewater Rafting Companies would park yeah. behind it, right? It was it was crazy. When JC and I made that arena, We our partner, Eric Ladd, with mm-hmm. Outlaw Partners, he came to me. I came to him first, and I said, I want to do this event for you in Big Sky. Like, I want to do this big, crazy event. I want a million dollars. Give me a million dollars, I'll do this event for you. I didn't even know what a million dollars was. <laughs> well played, though. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I want a million dollars. I want to put on the richest one-day bull riding or two-day bull riding, whatever we do, the richest bull riding in, in Western history. And he said, no, <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> okay, I had to try. 
So then I got him involved with the Bozeman event, and he got a couple of his buddies up there. That uh, One of the builders, Jim Murphy, who's a great guy, mm-hmm. um, they came in. They helped sponsor that event and helped make Bozeman a big, cool event. And then pretty soon he's like, okay, we're ready. Let's he got it. it. Yeah. He, he got it. He yeah. fell in love with it like so many people do. It's hard not to. It's yeah. such a cool sport. Um, so we did it up there. JC and I went, took my little red tractor, knocked sagebrush down, rolled the rocks out. We'd, you know, in the middle of the day, we'd be burning up hot and dusty and all, you know, sweaty and muddy. And there was nothing up there. There's one place to go eat in that valley. And so we'd. What was the place? Choppers. 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 Yeah. It, they, well, you could they, go drink whiskey at the Broken Spoke, though. Well, they just, yeah, had, they just built the new, the new mm-hmm. little town center in there. Yeah. And remember the road that turns around where they do the farmer's market now? Yeah. And so we'd walk over to Choppers, and I'd go in the bathroom, and I'd wipe this red mud dust off of me. And we'd sit down and eat and go back out and do it again. And we did that for days. Um, we'd drive back and forth from home. And we'd bring in... Mark Ward's been with us since day one with his arena. Bring in the arena, set it up. We'd bring in the little portable bleachers that we had to get from Minnesota or something. It was a long ways away, and they're mm-hmm. really expensive. And then we put the flatbed trailers on the back, little 50-seat bleachers on top That's of right. them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then the buses. The whitewater raft white companies. Raft. Yeah. And and uh, I, don't, I don't know where it is. I wish I had the, the poster that I built. We built the graphics on computers were terrible back then, and we built this silly poster. It was a giant white tent and an arena and Lone Peak in the background. And uh, and today, you walk in there and you open that poster and you look at it. That's, <laughs> it's it. It's, uh, it's it. The 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 whitewater rafting companies when they know when it built to a point they no longer could park there. I was worried we'd lose some atmosphere, which everything else has picked up, but. They tie their rafts to the top of their buses for people who don't know and they whatever. So they just pull the buses in. They'd all climb up on top of the bus and sit in their rafts during the show. And it was weird. Something was always on fire. Something up there. Was, there was there smoke. was always it was smoke. I, I don't I know mean, what it, they what were it was. stoned out of well, let I'll just say this. The the demographic of people that were working for what I remember climbing up there. Oh, remember? Yeah. And river hippies, river hippies. They are. I didn't know what to call river hippie. So there was this amazing stench of beer, body odor, and pot. And patchouli. (laughs) They were stoned out of their minds and they had so much fun. Like, remember, that's what we talked about then. Yes. That doesn't happen anymore. But other things, the place has grown. Now you got a, a, a little stadium. It's moved because of the development. You had yep. to move the arena, switched it around so the people could see Lone Peak. What's it? What do you seat there now? Um, I think it was 27, 2800. And then they this year they added that another high seat in the corner, mm-hmm. which is looks kind of cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and then they added another deck, another two tiered deck on the other corner. 3,000 so, so people. We're surrounded now. Yeah. 3,000 easy. Easy. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting demographic. A lot of people get upset. Uh, and Montanans, if there's a rodeo or there's a bull riding and they want to go, they get to go. That's kind of the world. That's what's cool about living in Montana. Livingston PBR, if I want to go, I'm going to go buy tickets and go. 
people, really native Montanans, get upset because they can't get tickets. It, no, tickets sell out in like three minutes. They're, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. I can't <laughs> even imagine it. I, I, Livingston, this, this is a great event. This event is so good. It holds 5,000 people. It's hard to sell 5,000 yeah. seats in the middle of summer in Montana. We get four months of beautiful weather. And it's beautiful today, and everybody wants to be on the river or yeah. hiking or exploring or whatever. It's it's hard to get people to commit. This should be very close to sold out, if not sold out. But when you have a thousand GA tickets still open the day of the show, it makes you pretty nervous. Yeah. But they all come. They're going to see it's a nice day. There's no win. That one, the problem is not having enough tickets and having, like I said, people are mad or people can't come. You're you're telling billionaires. Ooh, sorry, you can't buy a ticket. We don't have any. <laughs> well, I'd like to go to Packers games. I can't get tickets there either. I mean, it's it's kind of the same, but it's funny. I try to explain to people, you know, on the Montana topic, basically an hour from here to be. In a sense, the two events are an hour apart. You couldn't or, have... Or if you have the helicopter we used last night, it's about 15 minutes over the hill. Oh. Yeah. Did you get to ride that? Did you get dropped off here? Um... No, I I think I drove home last night. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's fun. I've tried to explain to people different. There's uh, different versions of Montana. Everywhere you go, it's a different version of Montana. We're in, these two events are a week apart and an hour apart. You couldn't dream up a more different demographic and cross section of people at these two events. These people are the people who come to the rodeo here over the fourth, like or, two weeks ago, or or go <laughs> go to Red Lodge to go to that one or wherever. They're they're people that come and they have western shirts on and they have a nicely shaped hat and and jeans and boots, whatever. They're from Gardner and Wilsall yeah, and Clyde Park and Big Timber. They and, just yeah, finish moving cows into a new pasture up there at Clyde Park and they drive down here <laughs> in their old pickup truck and. Your old Chevy pickup truck, they drive down here and get out and wipe the dust off and, yeah. and uh, go to the go to the bull riding. Yeah. Not up there. <laughs> did you we I, we haven't said yet, but we did a, a rodeo up there. Yeah. We, we did little a community exhibition. Community rodeo. Yeah. Great, great little rodeo. We're bringing a ton of the MSU athletes and the coach and the past coach and um, put on a, a great little show for them. And you look around in the stand. There's more plaid and <laughs> horrible hats, and but they love it. They dress they up. Do. They they just they love it. Whether it's a rodeo or the PBR or whatever. We well, hung out with Timberlake last night. Yeah, I was gonna say. Tell, let's mention afterwards. Our our friend Clark. He's a good friend of ours, and he's everywhere. He's like the he's little everywhere. dude that he's a hype man. He's like, you're the best, champ. That's how, that's our friend Clark. He is. We introduced him. A, a buddy of ours, Dave. Dave. Um, John to blank. Anyway, he um, introduced Clark to the PBR, brought him to Billings of the PBR. Chuck Davidson, sorry. Chuck, yeah. Chuck. Um, took him to the PBR in Billings, introduced him to me, and we went out to Applebee's after. Clark wouldn't shut up. He just asked question after yeah, yeah, question yeah, yeah, yeah. after question. He always says, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, yeah. his mind was just racing yeah. with what he had just seen, and he was just blown away, and it was, like, so refreshing. Like, man. This guy really loves what we do. Like mm -hmm. he thinks it's the coolest, and he's been around forever. And and uh, he's up there working, running his dad's ranch for him. And, and it, it, he's just a great guy. But he's done a lot of stuff, you know, 
film stuff and 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 uh, photo stuff at the ranch. So he's met a lot of these guys. So he met met Timberlake, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So after the little rodeo, Andy and I go over to the VIP, the Yellowstone Snuck Club in. tent. Snuck, Snuck in. in, yeah. Hunt and spent what fifteen minutes with Justin Timberlake and his kid. Great guy. Took him back, showed him the bulls, showed him little mini horses. Yeah. And stuff. He's yeah, not gonna. Guy. He he's not gonna be in Livingston. Probably. Unless they fly him in the helicopter. <laughs> no, he had to go back to California. Oh so. uh, yeah. Anyway, so it, it's a it's interesting, but uh, on the this topic of you producing these events and they're sanctioned, the main tour, the Unleash the Beast tour of the professional bull riders, and I try I've tried to explain this on my different broadcasts. That tour is unlike rodeo. PBR is not just the sanctioning body. The PRCA is just the sanctioning body in rodeo, but doesn't really produce anything. The main tour and the velocity tour are produced by the PBR internally. The is it Touring Pro or Challenger? Challenger. The Challenger series. Yeah, I can never keep it straight. The Challenger series. They are locally produced like a rodeo, but sanctioned by the PBR. Thus, there are people like you. Uh, that produce these. It's a rhetorical question to me because I have an answer to it too. How important are these to the survival and success and strength of the PBR events like this? Depends on who you ask. Some days I feel like they're not important at all. I mean, to be all all completely honest, yes. sometimes it feels like an event like Big Sky, everybody wants it. An event like Livingston, eh, it doesn't matter. We can put three or four on top of it, and, you know, spread out the bull riders and, yeah. and make it hard. And you know, we've got JC and I have a lot of money on the line at this event, and we want to make it successful. I ride for the brand more than most people. I'm going to go back away. All the risk at Livingston is your risk. 100. percent Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I <clears throat> I ride for this brand as much as anybody. Anybody can say they ride for this brand. I mean, I same as you. Yeah. We, we started at the same time with this with this company. Um, I want it to be successful. I will. I, I hate losing money, but I will lose money to make this event good if I have to. And this year, with the riders being spread out, with teams riders going and doing teams things before the team season starts, we're low on riders. Yeah, we had to put up more money. To try to get more riders, it didn't work, but we put up more money. Well, you got you you got one Thief River Falls. It's been on top of it for a long time. There's one other. I think there's Cody three. Jesus in Arizona. Arizona does an event, and you know people say I've expressed this opinion quite a bit. People say, Ugh, "Shit, there just ain't as many bull riders as there used to." There are more bull riders than there used to be. They're just different. We have the Calgary Stampedes going on. The Sheridan Y.O. Rodeo's going on. Mm. Uh, there's bull ridings everywhere. There's a lot of bull riders. We just send them a lot of damn places. It's a good It's a good day to be a bull rider. You can go there's, anywhere. There's a lot of places to go. I mean, when when a 15000 added fees paid event is something you don't even consider going to, that, pretty good day to be a bull rider yeah if you're if you're sitting at home because you have nowhere to be as a bull rider you're a dumbass dumbass. but you know the, the really <clears throat> cool thing about this is we do the mini bulls with 406 rodeo Lacey and joe um there's some some of these kids coming up that we've been watching through junior world finals and through some other events i think there's some good kids coming up brady yeah. turgeon um 
he came up through it. I watched him come through Leal's and, and then up to, to Junior World Finals. And um, There's some pretty yeah. good bull riders coming up. I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully we can get more. Um, it's a hard sport. Yeah. It, it It's dangerous. It's a little dangerous, <laughs> and it's hard. To, <clears throat> I think it's hard to get a kid talked into being a bull rider unless you grew up around it. Yeah. Well, and the importance of this is, you know, the Unleash the Beast Tour is top 35 in the world every week. They got to come from somewhere. We don't just invite them, right. names we know. This is the building. These are the building blocks, events like this. We have a challenger finals that can seed you for the next year of the uh, Unleash the Beast. There are just so many benefits. And I believe that much like not every rodeo is Reno, Cheyenne, but, Calgary, Pendleton. There's Drummond, Montana, Stanford, Montana. Those are the basis for people. You were talking about the type of people that come here to Livingston. That's how we keep feeding their appetite to watch bull riding. In turn, then they turn it on on CBS Sports Network on a Sunday afternoon. You got to have this to give people access. Not everybody can go to Madison Square Garden right? or Oklahoma City or Tulsa, wherever. They get their fill. Here, you got to wet their whistle a little bit and get them interested. Yeah, and you've, and you've got to give those guys, those young guys, a place for a proving ground. And, and I don't ever expect this to be like Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. or I don't expect this event to be like Big Sky. It, it is, if we could get more sponsorship, put more dollars together, add more money, we will get more guys. End of the day, it's about the money. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's putting who he who puts up the most money wins, and we can't here. It's the sponsors. You know, we just don't have the sponsorship. This is truly small-town Montana. It's small-town Montana. Yeah. They make money four months a year. We're right in the middle of it, and – and then they close their doors and they buy a ski pass and they go skiing all <laughs> And pretty, a lot of times pretty, this interstate right here is closed pretty, in the yeah, winter. Yeah. Because the wind blows. Pretty yeah. good pretty good life. But they're making money here. So it's hard to get money from this. So a lot of corporate PBR sponsors, Yeti is one who's been with us for a mm-hmm. long time. They've they've stuck with us and 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 we we want to do that brand good. We wanna make the event bigger, but we we need more sponsors. But that being said, We'll make do with what we have. This is a small, small event, and it's always going to be. And we put on a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. And that's why I bring in you, Brad, Richard, Matt, you know, the A-team. Brandon Bates was here Brandon forever. Brandon Bates did it forever. I, it, it, I mean, Logan's standing right there not doing Logan, anything. Logan's but. right there. Kurt Blake. <laughs> Kurt Blake. I don't know, sure, not sure what he does now, but he's my head carpenter right now. We fished yesterday. Fished we yesterday. fished yesterday. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I, I bring in all of you guys, the best bullfighters, the best, every bit of it. Chad Berger, all his bulls. Um, make it as good as you can and represent this brand and give these kids a place to come up. Big Sky's Colton Jesse. Um, man, uh, the, think of all the young kids that we'd never mm-hmm. heard of that they came, won yeah. that event. The, yeah, and, that and one Big Sky didn't. Dalton Castle. Bow Hill. Remember Bow Hill run it. Dalton Castle. Nathan Shopper. Nathan Shopper. Stetson Lawrence. Stetson Lawrence. Colton Jesse. Before yeah, we even knew him, they came in there, who's this kid? And he and they won a great bull riding and and look where they are now. Yeah. It's a we discuss it. I know I do some summer smaller summer events with 
Scott Grover, as an as far as announcers go, Bates used to come up here. Clint Atkins and I have talked a lot about it. Clint Atkins loves doing them. My weirdest friend, by the way, he knows that. Um, Clint has talked about we got to do he, these. He knows that you're friends or that he's weird. Both both of oh, those okay. items, yeah. Uh, you know, he and I have had long discussions about. You know, a lot of people say, "Why do you do these in the summer?" When you could take the, you know, we, we end world finals in May. Oh, you get the summer off. Well, no. Ultimately, it is my choice. I'm finishing up, you know, Livingston and Big Sky are my last two in the arena, which I had scheduled the entire time. I didn't come out of retirement. But Thank, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know, all for you, Andy. But I appreciate it. we got to do these. Two. It reminds us, it refreshes us. And that's the thing Clint has pointed out. It refreshes our love of what we fell in love with in the first place. Yeah. What got us addicted in the first place was working at rodeos like this. You kind of, I mean, do I do it for free? No, it's money. But that's why is it's, you need that. Remember, remember when PBR started and we went from all these really cool outdoor events into buildings yeah. and we're like oh my yeah, god yeah i don't know so cool yeah there's no mud yeah. there's no there's no wind <laughs> like it's picking up today um we thought that was the coolest thing it's air conditioned it's heated it's you know it it's the coolest thing we have these beautiful locker rooms and then after a while it's like man big sky's gonna be awesome let's go outside yeah, and change so cool. on the back of the pickup it, unless it was thackerville yeah. It was 400 degrees and, and the bugs were that big. And this uh, beginning of this summer in Montana, every, it was muddy everywhere, the first yep. couple I did. But, but yeah, it's, uh, this is, you know, we've, we got addicted to something about this business. We, something sparked a passion in us, passion in us to say, I'm going to give that a try. When it started out, it wasn't the money. No, exactly. <laughs> there was something that made us go, all right, that was fun. What you want me to go where? You bet. Yeah. Let's go. And yeah. that's kind of what this is. Get in your truck and trailer, and you go to the next one, and you set up camp, and you circle the wagons, and you you do a Man. great rodeo, and the crowd cheers, and you go back to the trailer, and you drink beer with your buddies, and tell story. It was the best. Yeah. This is kind of the same. Yeah, it is. Speaking of that, 1994, I was scared to death. I had I had already worked two. Small PRCA rodeos, Belt, Montana, and Augusta, Montana. Three performances total. But the first place that came to me a year earlier and said, you join the PRCA, you go pro, we'll hire you for our rodeo. That was Red Lodge, Montana. So I show up in Red Lodge, Montana with Justin Hawks. He was the one bullfighter. Everybody... There's three bullfighters everywhere, and if one of them goes down, everybody panics. I'm like, hell, I worked Red Lodge with Justin Hawks, and uh, uh, there was a guy there, that, and I had, he hurt his ankle, and I had to fill in. But I show up there in 1994, and there's this little trailer there, and Justin Hawks walk over, and there's this guy with a camera. It was your first go at it as well, wasn't it? I had just got my PRCA card as well. I'd, I'd been to Cheyenne. I shot Cheyenne. Um, that was it for pro rodeos. I'd shot a, some WRA, Wyoming Rodeo Association rodeos, lots of college and high school, um, and I just got my card. Back then, it was it was pretty tough to get it. You had to submit photos and proofs, and um, I got my card. I was like, 
mm, I had my little 27 foot trailer and my, did. my pickup and <laughs> and your mean dog and buck. my mean dog buck and we were hitting the ravine. <laughs> was buck, buck around then? The yeah. Was he? Oh yeah. 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 Um, he was just a pup then. We hit the road and that was the first one and I went there and still to this day, one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken was of Aaron Seamus at that Red Lodge rodeo in '94. No kidding. This big bull, big brindle rodeo bull, big horns, piece of crap of uh, Brookman's, went out there. Aaron Seamus was on him, came out, stumbled, jerked Aaron down, popped him in the face, and he sat up real square and sat up straight. And that bull blew in the air and kicked. And it's it's the like old school rodeo bleachers behind the covered it. ones behind the, the shoes. Covered ones behind. Yeah. Everybody had this, all these colors and stuff, and this bull blown in the air. And Aaron sit up. I think he's like sixty three points. <laughs> but a great Aaron, picture. Aaron, Aaron calls it the famous picture. Like the last time, Still, the huh? last time I got it from him, I'm like he's like, hey, I need to get another one of those famous pictures from you. But That's it awesome. was everywhere. That was ninety four. I got a shot of Clay O'Brien Cooper. That was awesome. I got a shot of Clint Bronger. Because it's awesome. a great rodeo. I sold. <laughs> I went from there to Wolf Point and sold Clint Bronger and Aaron Seamus photos. And it's like, those are the guys I see at the NFR. Like, I'm I'm here. I'm selling them pictures. Holy 1994, crap. what'd they pay for your picture? 15 bucks. 15. 15 bucks. And I had just gone color. Like, I just, just yeah. learned how to process color and do it in my camper. I turned the bathroom into the dark room, and I couldn't shower for like a week while I was printing pictures. <laughs> I had to go to fairgrounds that had ro- had showers. At same rodeo, room. same rodeo, famous one for you and me. Got a hold of the calf's tail, yeah. midair doing a flip, yeah. and my shag is same yep. play, same one. Yep, awesome picture. I I took great pictures that week, and and that was I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing this. And then I wrote a bunch of hot checks to get to the next event. Oh, great. So that I could try to sell pictures to cover the hot that, checks so that I could write hot checks to get to the next event. That should have been, you should have put that on your truck. Andy Watson, hot checks for hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I don't know if that would have attracted very no, many. But no, not really. It's yeah. worked for a lot of cowboys. It has. But, it has. Um, but that was a weird, so it was kind of funny that we, Ended up in Red Lodge and Justin Hawks, who was a dear friend of mine. And uh, I remember he said, say it. We were sitting there after a rodeo, looked at you, and he said, Man, for a guy with not much hair on his head, you sure do have hairy arms. I'll never forget <laughs> that. I will I never forget that. Still no hair on my head. Uh, still have hairy arms. But then we end up kind of being in, you know, I've told my story a lot how <clears throat> David Allen and Jerome Robinson, um, Got me in performing at the kind of the ground floor of the PBR in about 96. Mm-hmm. David had me go to, um, and Jerome, along with Jerome, uh, Kansas City, uh, went and had a party at Rick Sutcliffe's house. Mm-hmm. And then Jerome took us to Portland, uh, and they got you too. So yeah. what they were doing, and, and now I, now that I know Jerome Robinson and how he worked, he was always looking for young guys. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't necessarily into using big names. But the young guys he used turned into big names. But then we go 96, we hit the road and go to all these PBRs. It was just, it's so many coincidences with you and me on all that. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, we were, 
we knew each other and we rodeoed and we circled the wagons and and hang out. But I I don't we didn't really call each other and uh, yeah. we we didn't have cell phones back. Right, then, exactly. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, we would just it it's like that family that just sees each other every so often. But we did every week. You you went on and did some bigger rodeos, I think, before I did. I kind of stayed around Montana. Yeah. Um, Justin stayed around Montana, and then, you know, after I think Billings, I did Billings PBR, or it was a, it was just their Nile Invitational bull riding in '95, and it was a sanctioned event. So they a bunch of PBR riders were there. That's kind of their first first go at it up there. '96 um, was the first true PBR. Did you work that one? I didn't work the Billings PBR for a very long time because I wasn't just exclusive PBR. I did a, a spring run That's in right. California. So That's it was right. years before I even went to Billings. I'd yeah, go to so, all these other ones. So I'd worked that one, and I met Randy, and I said, Dad, I'd like to take pictures for you guys. And Randy Bernard. Yeah. yeah. And he says, uh, he said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm like, okay, what do you pay? He's like, what? nothing. <laughs> if, we use, if, if we use your stuff, we'll pay you. Um so then that's, I think, I think 96, wasn't that the year that you and Justin and I drove to Portland? Mm-hmm. And then and then you flew. Cause you I down. flew to Kansas City and you guys drove. I'm like, oh, I'm not driving to Kansas you're, City. You're, you're big time. I mean, yeah. you've been doing big rodeos, so you could afford a plane. Well, I didn't have to sell any damn pictures to go. I actually got paid. You actually got paid. Yeah, no hot checks for hot chicks. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Justin and I drove all the way to Kansas City. I mean, we did. We did quite a few that year, and then it just kind of got more and more. Ninety-seven was your first finals. Yeah, was my first finals. MGM Grand. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It, it's cool to see that progress, and it it's cool to still be here with you and, and doing what we love and and uh, getting to watch your last ones. What are you gonna next year when I'm done in the arena? What are you gonna pay me to do? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, dude, I gotta have some summer income, man. Maybe, maybe you could be the head carpenter, and then Kurt can actually do I his can't, job. Listen, I can't build you. Like, I can't, uh, I can't build a connection. I can't. I cannot. Uh, yeah, and then Kurt could do his job. Speaking of that, you, I called you. We got set up here. I called you a, a few days ago and said, "Listen, just hear me out." Saturday afternoon in Livingston. I know you're busy, but I want you for an hour. And you know the first sound I heard? Uh, <laughs> you know, you went, uh. <laughs> I said, we'll set up we, in the camp there. You just got to come and sit down. You just caught me it, checking my phone. You did? You? Well, that's what, <laughs> me, I saw you look at your watch because somebody texted you. This is hard. They, every, I think... Uh, contestants, rodeo, bull riding, whatever, should have to get a taste of what goes into a production of an event. You don't just l- unload the bulls and buck them. Some people do. They, there's a lot of stuff here. Court McCoy had been coming to, to my events for years. He always very appreciative. You know, well, oh, man, great event. Thank you. Thank you for putting it on. He decided that putting on events looked pretty easy, and he was going to go do an event. <laughs> And I remember him coming back. I I don't remember where we were, at a, at a PBR somewhere. He came up to me and he says, "Hey, uh, anytime you need anything at your event, just call me. I'll help you." He says, "I get it." He said, "A bunch of his buddies, like that he traveled with and rode bulls with, that he that committed to come sign autographs or do something." He goes, "They didn't even show up." No. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I'm like. 
Cool. He gets it. He like he tried it and and gets it. And now you know he's got into it more. He's doing his rodeos and stuff. So he he gets it. And yeah. It, until you do this, you don't get it. When I started, I was dumb. I didn't. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been to a hundred of those. Yeah. It'll be fine. Ooh. It's been a learning curve. Yeah. And and to have guys like Jerome to to go to and talk to and 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 to surround myself with guys like you and and Richard and Kurt and all of us have we're all with relatively the same age and we've all been around it relatively the same amount of time and you learn so much and and all of us are so good at the aspects that we do and you can kind of see the other aspects that other people do and put in your two cents and try to make it better and 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 it's such a great team it's such a great family yeah. that we it's so much fun i'm well aware of that there's a lot of things i don't understand you know that uh, scaling for tickets and sponsorship decks and different things which i'm i i know it exists mm-hmm. i just don't know that i'd know the process to get there uh, i've always said you know there's certain i'll hear contestants and i'm not bashing on rodeo contestants or anybody but It'll be, if a sentence starts with, how hard could it be? It's hard. You know, you always get, well, how hard could it be to, hold on. If it starts with that, it's pretty hard. There's always, it looks like you can just do things on the surface, but there's always a devil's advocate side to it. That, well, hold can, on. Can I mention the how hard could it be story from last night? Yeah. It wasn't me. Was Kurt. It? Kurt. Oh, our friend Kurt Blake. Our friend Kurt Blake. Yeah, I want to know. With Vance or with with Kobe. Oh, yeah, new young guy, Kobe this, Ruff. Try, this yeah. is the greatest thing. Co- Kobe Ruff. Last year, I had Tanner Byrne got hurt in Calgary and couldn't come to the shows. I'm calling around everywhere. There's no bullfighters, as you know. Bullfighters this time of year kind of get booked up. There's yeah. there's a few events. Kobe Ruff sitting there. He's a young kid, doesn't have his PBR card, never really gone anything that Belgrade, big. Montana. Belgrade, yeah. Montana. His his dad, Vance, has helped me for years at, ev- at the events. Great guy. We're like, maybe maybe Kobe could do it. So I call Al Sandvold, and, and Al's, Kobe's been to his schools and stuff. And I said, Al, how could Kobe do this? Is Does he... Does he got it? Is he good enough? Can he get out there with these bulls and these guys and fight bulls with them? And Al said, oh, yeah, for sure. So I hired him. We got Kobe for, for Livingston, one perf, and three perfs in, in, in Big Sky, and he did awesome. So this year we're looking the the uh, entertainer that I had hired, booked another event, and uh, I was stuck. I couldn't find anybody. It's hard to find a good upcoming clown entertainer that doesn't want to charge you know five thousand dollars and 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 we don't need much it's such a small rodeo we and i don't do it because i go to the yeah pbr it's just not my yeah yeah and uh you know we had a trick rider so i didn't really need a walk and talk guy a whole lot so i thought i asked kobe i said do you know any like i want a young guy like like a jerome deal let's find some young guys to build them to where they're good guys and uh kobe's like man i just I don't really know of any come to mind. He goes, he goes. So, what do you need? And I said, Well, I don't need much. I just need a guy to maybe go do a couple little funny things, just entertain the cloud, clap, dance, kind of like Flint does, but different. You know, just just something. Yeah. And uh, he goes, Huh, I I might be interested in that. 
I'm like, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be kind of fun. <clears throat> so so over I called you and 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 Richard talked to you guys, Matt West. You know, hey, do you think we could pull this off? You know, we're not going to use him a lot, but just something. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we'll help him. You know, it'll be good. So I think the last talk that we had just a couple of days before the rodeo, I asked, I asked you, you know, hey, do you think you'll think you'll do it? And that was after, can he use your microphone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and, and by the way, can you use your microphone? Yeah. And I think your words were, well, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Hmm? We were. He was good. So, so yeah. Kurt. Yeah. So, so we're sitting there. We're watching. Like he right out of the box. He was like, awesome. We're like, well, where did this guy come from? Yeah. And I said, because I didn't, he didn't even know how to work the microphone. <laughs> and I mean, five minutes in, he engages at a perfect time. Yeah. Like yeah. And so, so Kurt, look, we're like, man, he's doing pretty good. This is awesome. And Kurt looks out there and goes, well. Either he's really good, or you've been making it look a lot harder than it is all these years. <laughs> Either he's really good, or this is near as damn hard as you've said it is. It's funny when you run into that, and, and this kid, you know, to, it, we talk about our businesses, and I want to do what you do, and I want to do what you do. And and it is kind of funny when a kid that you've known and don't really look at as the enter. I've found a lot the loud entertaining guy outside of the arena that doesn't always work. Mm-mm. Kobe Ruff is a it, just for example. I'm not putting it on him, but in the big picture, it's not always that person. No. And we saw a kid that walked out and I was telling him, "Okay, you are wearing a micro." I was stood in front of the shoots and he got himself where a lot of them do, where he wandered in front of the shoots and was just talking to the announcer and I grabbed him by the shirt. I said, "You're wearing a microphone. Go stand out there where they can see." I physically mm-hmm. pushed him out and he did. I pointed out some people in the crowd, a lady with a birthday. He didn't say anything to get himself in trouble. I was pleasant. There you go. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I hate to say it. He had uh, he had as good an engagement as some guy's been doing it a long time. And I was proud. And that's when you go, okay, you're worth my time to, to help. I, I, you I, know? I, I happen to need a guy here next year. <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be interested in doing it, would you? Um, it's funny because, like, right now I'm like, uh, and then in a few hours, after two hours in an arena this size, my knees will be screaming, no. <laughs> uh, but this is a fun, it's just a big rodeo arena. It's not like our typical little PBR arena. So it's hard a lot of people come say oh my god that arena's huge no it's not it's a rodeo arena mm-hmm. and i've worked some pretty damn big rodeo arenas this i i have fun here because it keeps me moving and i like that what do you, you think know? you could fit three or four of these in in cheyenne uh what is the length i know that how long cheyenne is uh the the, the arena it is i think it's two football field i think it's 600 feet long so it's, yeah, and Calgary's so a pretty big. big arena, but Calgary's bigger. The facility's bigger. There's a stage and a yep. tarmac. So, yeah, this doesn't really bother me. No, it, this, this is yeah. fun. It's it's the action-packed, edgier-seat, as they say, sport that PBR is in, in a rodeo arena. Mm-hmm. And it still is action-packed, edgier-seat sport. Yeah. Um, what... <clears throat> 
we talk about what got us hooked on this, but you're photographer. You're taking pictures in the PBR and rodeo, but official photographer of the PBR. What keeps you, you know what got you hooked, what what keeps you hooked? What is, is it all of a sudden you see this image and go, ooh, captured that. Now what can I do? What keeps you going besides the money? <laughs> it, it, it's the money. Like I, I do someday want to retire, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and not have to get on an airplane every week. Yeah. Last year I did 242 days on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not fun anymore. Yeah. Um, but when you get there and, and you're around the family, mm-hmm. you know, every week, sit down at the bar, have a drink, BS, hang out. It's fun. Tell wild woolly stories. Yeah. Listen to Richard Jones tell stories. I mean, it, it's just <laughs> the, what same we do, the same story yeah, yeah, differently but, but, every but, time. Exactly, but, yeah. But it's still good. It's still, <laughs> we're having fun. It's it's cool. That that aspect of the family keeps me hooked. The aspect of watching these bulls, I like to watch guys cover bulls and get scores, which are fewer and further between than they used to be. But watching these bulls, and what they do and being able to capture those images at that time, um, that keeps me hooked. Mm-hmm. And and just being, uh, I think what what reinvigorated me a little bit, besides the month I got to spend at my cabin, was doing the book, doing the PBR. That was my next time. You segued in. I, the th- I, 30th anniversary book of the PBR. There was you, Casey Albert, um, I know John Sohegan was in. John, John Sohegan helped us with uh, some stuff. But, yeah. Casey, that's your book. Casey wrote it. All the pictures are mine. There's probably six or eight that aren't mine. Um, some things I didn't go to. To to go back in that sport, I my stuff, I've got some stuff from 94. I shot the NFR in 94. Um, Brent Thurman in 94 at the NFR. You know, it's one of the founder photos that's in there. Some of those. To go back and it forced me. We did it in eleven weeks. I mean that mm-hmm. I w- I could have done it in a year and eleven weeks would have been better. But we did it in eleven <laughs> weeks. Um, to go through, I figure my rodeo and and PBR photography archive is over two million images, Oof. and I had to go back through all of those. In- I. Proof books before before I had actual proofs, I would copy my proofs and I cut up my proofs and send them out. So I had copies of proofs. You had to flip through and you had to find stuff. You had, fortunately, I the system that I came up with back then was viable and worked, and I could go back and search stuff easily. Um, the newer stuff's way easier because it's all metadata. You mm-hmm. can just type in a name, pops up on the computer. But to, to come up with those stories and, and think of which stories are viable to tell the sport of the PBR, tell the history of the PBR, um, it was cool. It was fun to go see all the stuff I've done. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of cool stuff. We've, we've done a lot of cool stuff. That, that's one of my favorite sayings is, man, I've got to do some cool shit. <laughs> you know, really. Really, really yeah. cool shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, we're lucky. Yeah, I know. Where, where, where yeah. was it? Um, we we flew somewhere together. Was it New Albany or somewhere? We got on an airplane, flew flew to New York, got off the plane, and we're like, "We're in New York. We get to we get to do this. This yeah. is 
Wow, we did this, this cool. past winter. We I drove to Bozeman because I couldn't get to Albany from Billings. I mean, it was all day, double stop. I'm looking. Uh, Bozeman's got a direct flight to Newark. Yeah. And then up, and we did. We got off the airplane like we just left Bozeman, Montana, and we're just in the. We're just we do this. Ugh, I'm flying. We're in freaking Newark. <laughs> like it's we just well, we just left home like four hours ago. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. Right I know it's weird. Yeah, that um, that's that's just we've done some really cool shit. Yeah, and usually just sort of, and I know you're gonna miss this. You <laughs> for one, I think it's interesting. Like if you're in the sports medicine room, and they're stretching you, and bull riders come and make funny, they do it to me too. I want to see those guys climb a fence. 20 times a night with one hand because you got a big camera in the other hand. Your knees have gone, you've had bad knees. Yeah, I've had both knees scoped. Both knees, you know, some minor surgery on both knees. You and I have been through that together, just kind of, But when you're down there and you're waiting for a guy to go and you're looking at the shoots and I come over and I have my hands on my knees and I'm talking to you, there's some deep stuff going on. There's usually something I'm expressing displeasure about or talking about how a guy was only 84 points. We have some good conversations out there. When, we do. When, uh, it's the old, I'm like this. And baseball players do this for a reason because we don't want you to know what we're talking about. It, it's usually... It's usually somebody's not stepping up and doing their job like we all feel we should. We all uh, yeah. we all feel like you give it 110% every time. Some bitches might might be giving it 80% because they drank too much the night before or whatever. <laughs> or it's or it's somebody got screwed on their score. We thought they should have been more or something. There's there's always something. Or maybe it's just like, do you see that hot chick in the stands? <laughs> but you, I do express a lot of times I'll be like, I can't believe we did that. Our production needs to be better. This, yeah, I, I do. I vent to you. But like, but I, to me, that's what makes you special in this sport is we might be putting on a great show, but it could be better. And 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 I have to be careful with myself too because last night the helicopter showed up four minutes early and I was pissed. We didn't get the start of the show. We didn't we didn't explain the generations of rodeo, which was our the whole setup premise of that event. And I was mad. But then we put on a great show. It, it turned out great. So I've got to yeah. let that go. And and I think that's the deal. As long as at this level, as long as you realize it, you can't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. But you have to make it better every time. Yeah. And that's and that's what I appreciate about you so much is when you come out here to my events that I'm paying you my money for. You do you give it a hundred and ten percent every time for every year you've done this. You know what's funny to me is I was thinking of this the other day. I think I work harder at these because I want it I want people to know that come to Livingston or I did Great Falls in Kalispell. I want those people to know that I'm not half assing it just because I'm at I'm not at New York City. I think I work harder at these. The, it, and I take pride in that because yeah. I think they deserve it. Well, and there's and I've hired guys. I've had guys come that oh, this is just fun time. It's just Andy's bull ride. Well, whatever. Let's drink fun. beer before yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's drink beer. Let's get drunk and party. Woo, this is fun. It this is real to me. This yeah. is me and JC have a hundred thousand dollars on the line yeah. at this event that we could lose if we screw it up. 
And it might not be this event that we lose it. It might be the next one because we screwed up this event. Nobody yeah. comes next year. So it is, it, it is to me, I appreciate the professionalism in the team that, that we've assembled to do this event. And some come, some go. But, I mean, yeah. we, have, we have a team of the most professional guys in our industry that, that I can yeah. think of. And, and I am, JC and I are extremely fortunate to have you guys. And that's... Yeah. That's what makes this special. Well, now that you've explained the risk and the money that you guys have on the line, I'd like to tell you that being this is the last time I'm going to be here, this one um, it's on is, you. once again, I'm not doing it for free. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I thought you thought I was going yeah, somewhere. Man. But anyway. Well, I, I, now I know that I have to build you a bronze by tonight <laughs> because... Some presentation. Some, Thank you. Some big event with lots of money made him a fancy bronze. So I, as soon as we get what, done with this, I'm going to figure out, do I whittle it out of this cottonwood tree or do I go find some some mud out here uh, and build you a bronze? I, you, you know, there's places gave me jerseys, the Sacramento Kings. You, I'm you getting, got some I'm fun getting stuff. A, I'm getting a... Park County High School football jersey, <laughs> home of the Rangers, purple and gold. That's it. <laughs> well, it's it's actually going to be the soccer girls. Oh. Park County soccer girls because they're here helping uh, park cars and stuff. Yeah, Can't wait. I'll tell you. I know you have lots to do. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you coming in. Pretty tough. Pretty tough spot here in the yeah. shade with a breeze and a golf course. I, I've seen J.C. poke her head around the corner of that pickup like six Say, times. She's like, you son of she's, a bitch. she's texted me. <laughs> um, what is the current dilemma before, and then I'll let you go. What is the current situation we need to handle? So do you want to know what this text says? Yeah. From, from do I Do I want to know? It's it's fine. Okay. Because she can fix anything. From J.C. Watson. I figured it out. We screwed up, but I fixed it. <laughs> That's a conversation. Do you, you do you know how bad I want to get out of this chair and go talk to her and see what it is? Yeah, I, I actually away. know what it is. We we mailed a sponsor their ticket package, and I think it might have gone to the wrong place. If I was to guess, it went to the wrong place. So now we got to go back and figure out what tickets we gave them. Well, there's we don't have a, a real sophisticated ticket system, right? Yeah, it, it is a reserve <laughs> system. It's a great system, but it's. It's a lot and, of, and if you pay with a credit card, we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got rid of that two years ago. Uh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks thank for doing you. this. Appreciate the time, Andy Watson. We'll have we'll have a good couple weeks here. It'll it's going to be so much fun. I'm I'm looking so forward to it, and and I'm afraid that if I have to talk on the mic about you retiring, I might cry. No, something. don't do it. Thanks, buddy. I don't know. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.